This is my yard now. Who wants to walk with Elias? The new Daniel Bryan. The WWE Champion. The Hello and welcome to the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. Today we're going to be reviewing last night's WWE TLC pay-per-view. Yep, TLC 2018, it's in the books. Um, The biggest stories coming out of the show, uh, probably the main one really, is that Oscar, she is the new SmackDown Live Women's Champion. She beat Charlotte and Becky in a TLC match thanks to help from Ronda Rousey. As I say, it's Oscar's first WWE Women's Championship, SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, your other top headlines, Daniel Bryan, he beat AJ Styles in a, in a great match to retain the WWE Championship. We obviously expected them to deliver the great match. You can never be sure of that in WWE, but they delivered it. Ronda Rousey, she retained her Raw Women's Championship in a, in a, in a good match, to be fair, against Nia Jax. So yeah, um, probably one of the biggest stories out of the show really is the Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose match. Now this match, it had to follow Brian and AJ, which was no no feat that you wanted to have to do. But they really had a, a probably a poor to average match and it received a huge backlash from the live crowd in San Jose. Sort of like the reaction to the Rollins-Ziggler Ironman match at Extreme Rules back in the summer and the crowd were chanting boring and they were booing both guys in this match so we will be talking about that later on in the show so yeah they're your main stories coming out of TLC the show was mm, I'd say overall it was a good show the first half of the show was pretty pretty dull pretty nothing going on the second half of the show they came out and the top guys do what they usually do and they smashed it so they was really good Um, right we're going to start by going what seems like an absolute Age ago, we're going to go and wind back to the first match on the show, which was over here in the UK about what quarter past 11 last night. Um, I say we're at time I'm, I'm record, I've had about four hours sleep after the show, getting ready to go to work soon. So, yeah, I'm absolutely shattered, but we'll plod along with this podcast. Um, I'm sure we'll still give a good podcast. So, the kickoff match was Buddy Murphy defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Cedric Alexander. Now, I was a little bit disappointed when I saw that this match was on the pre-show. I felt the match, it deserved... This, this, these two old five live matches, usually, they're really good matches. Do you know what I mean? They had a really good match at Melbourne in Australia. Uh, Buddy Murphy against uh, Cedric Alexander. I think it was those two, yeah. Um, Murphy had a great match on the Survivor Series show against, I think, Carly. So I thought, yeah, they deserve, put them in the opening match on the show. Put them in a spot where the crowd are going to be hot for them. 
Opening match on the show is usually always hot, give him that slot, but they didn't. They put him in the first match on the pre-show, and to be fair, the crowd were actually into this match. There was strong 205 live chants. Um, the match itself, it went about 10 minutes. Obviously, it deserved longer, but you don't really get much longer than that on the pre-show. It was a, it was a sprint-style match, move after move, and it was really fun while it lasted. Um, there were some great spots in the match. I thought, I thought it was a really good match. Um, so it finished with Alexander here. I think the Lombard check on Buddy Murphy. Murphy kicks out. Alexander rolls out the ring. Uh, he gets thrown into the corner. Bam! Buddy Murphy hits his finisher. Now I'm not really a fan of finishes like this, where a wrestler hits the finish. There's a quick transition. The other wrestler recovers from just having the other wrestlers finish hit on them. Hits their finish and wins the match because it's sort of. It doesn't really put over, say, Cedric's Lombard check finish as being a strong move. If 30 seconds later, Buddy Murphy's able to hit his finishing move to win the match. So I'm not a fan of those finishes, but for what it was, it was a really good match. And we have gone, I'd say it was a good match. Yeah, we'll leave it at that good match. Um, next on the pre-show, we had Coach and the rest of the gang talking a lot of rubbish. Wasn't really paying much attention. Um... So the main event on the pre-show was Elias against Bobby Lashley with a guitar hanging above the ring in a ladder match. Now, I'm glad they did this match on the pre-show because it got it out of the way with it. It was always never going to be a good match, was it? Um, and yeah, so I'm glad they got it out of the way with on the pre-show. Uh, Elias wins when he unhooks his guitar that's hanging above the ring. So he wins. He's about to hit Lashley with his guitar after winning, but Lashley gets his heat back. Him and Leo Rush attack Elias after the match. So really, Elias wins but gets attacked. Lashley loses, looks like a geek. They attempted this to try and keep both men looking strong, when in reality, it did the opposite. Elias wins but gets attacked, so he looks stupid. Lashley loses, so he looks stupid, so yeah. So I'd probably go about one and three quarter stars for this, maybe two stars at a push, but I'm not feeling too generous with that. So yeah, we went one and three quarter stars for that one. Um, oh, quickly, I didn't tell you what star rating we gave the Buddy Murphy Cedric Alexander match. We went three and a half stars on that. Now I, I know a lot of people think oh star ratings blah blah blah, but I think star ratings give a good guide for people. Not everyone is like us who wants to sit and watch five hours of the show. So if someone can post the star their opinion of the star ratings, it gives a quick guide. Say if they just want to pick two or three matches to watch, it gives them a quick guide of what matches are worth watching and what matches aren't. So I I think star ratings are a good thing. I know it's a controversial thing with. It gets a bit too, there's a bit too much emphasis on the star rating system, but I see no problem with it, as long as you don't take it too serious, it's just someone's opinion, and I say it gives people who don't want to watch the full show a good guide towards what matches they want to pick and choose out of the show, so I have no problem with star ratings and I encourage them. Right, so, we get on to the main show now. And the show, it, it had a really good, great opening video package. It, it was headlined by Becky with her basically saying a lot can happen in a year. And yeah, it was a really good, good opening video package to the show. And it really showed WWE do have some pretty interesting feuds going on. Um, do you know what I mean? So yeah, a lot. Of the, obviously WWE are in the press a lot, well, on the Twitter press at the moment for not having the best shows, but there is some good feuds going on on the show. Obviously, the women's TLC brought uh, Brian AJ with a new Daniel Bryan character, and um, the Rollins Ambrose story hasn't been for everyone, but I think it's been fine. 
So yeah, it was a great opening video package. Now, the first match on the show, the first wrestler who comes out, it's Carmella. Carmella is the first music we hear on the show. It's a strange match to start, I think. R-Truth and Carmella versus Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Mixed match challenge final. Strange match to start. as It's probably, you'd say, the least anticipated match on the card. So therefore, you'd probably say it shouldn't open the show. It would have been a nice bit of, say, comic relief later on, maybe to pencil in between the Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose match just to transition the crowd because, now, in, in New Japan, you can have the least anticipated match start and it works its way slowly up with all the killer main events back-to-back. The New Japan audience are fine with that, but this show proves the WWE audience, they can't handle that. They need a good match, followed by a quick break, where they can sort of get back into their mode. They're no big match, they're no rubbish match, not a rubbish match, but you know what I mean, a less interesting match. They can't handle where it's rubbish, 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 because it just kills them. It kills them flat, and it did that today. But anyway, a bit off topic there, but anyway. So, the match, it probably goes about seven or eight minutes. I'm glad they kept it quick. I actually like the Truth and Carmella stuff. It's nice comic relief. I think Carmella is better as like a valet slash face. Um, so the match really, I suppose I've criticised it being the owner, but it actually did its job. It popped the crowd. It gave them a happy start. So yeah, maybe I was wrong about it being the wrong choice of opener. Popped the crowd. They were happy. Truth and Carmella win. And the strange thing is after three months, the winners of the mixed match challenge are our Truth and Carmella. I really doubt that that was the plan from the start as they were even... Well, they were together, but barely. So, yeah, that was... It was a strange choice to win. And R-Truth is going to be entrant number 30 in the Men's Royal Rumble. We'll see about that. Let's see. Someone's probably going to take him out or something like that and take his spot. Carmella's a fine choice, really, for number 30 in the Women's Rumble. That doesn't really matter. But I can't see R-Truth being number 30 in the Men's Royal Rumble at Chase Field next month. But we'll see. Um, they cut a promo after the match, and R-Truth, the prize, they did a gimmick where the prize was you choose where you go on a break, vacation, holiday, whatever, and R-Truth has chose to go to WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. So yeah, we'll probably get some interesting segments from this with Truth and Carmella at WWE headquarters. I can just see all the goons in the office having a dance break. You just know they're going to go with that. Right, next, probably the match I possibly would have had open the show. Oh, we went two stars on the R-Truth, Carmella, Jinder, Fox match. Not that some of you are probably bothered, but yeah, two stars for that. Right, The Bar versus New Day versus The Usos for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship. As I said, I would have probably had this match open. Um, the match itself, it was a good match. Um, it went about 12 minutes or so. It's not really a match I'd say you have to go out your way to see. Um, we had about seven or eight minutes of it, it was all right, and then they, just as they were getting going, the match sort of ended quite suddenly, I felt. Um, as I said, I thought the Usos would have won this match, as it's they've been pushing them a lot on TV with wins, um, and it was basically, it was almost in their hometown, I think they're from San Francisco, which is only 30, 40 miles away from San Jose, so it would have been nice to have given them the win, but they went with Sheamus and Cesaro to win this match, um, as I say, it was a good match, but you can't say anything else. It's not a match I would I will remember next week. It's not a match I'd go out my way to watch. So, yeah, Sheamus gets the pin, I think, on one of the members of the New Day. So, it leaves the door open. I'm sure we'll be having the bar versus the Usos 
on the build to the Royal Rumble or even on the show itself. Um, we've gone three stars for this match. It was a good match. Someone tweeted me saying that that's a bit low for the match, but I'm not giving a match that I won't remember next week more than three stars. So, yeah, it was it was a good match, but that is the most you can say. And someone has decided to give me a call right in the middle of the show, so we will be back in a second. Dear me. Oh, see, now it was worth taking that phone call because it was good news. My mum has just got purchased the house, a mortgage has gone through, she's been worried about it, so she's buzzing about that, so yeah, sorry about the disturbance in the review, I would edit it out, but it's a bit of good news, isn't it, my mum has finally got a mortgage on a house, she's been worried about that, so yeah, Um, right, where are we now, where was we talking about, sorry about that, yeah, we were talking about the Bar New Day Usos, three star match, good match, that was it, it was a good match, nothing more than that. Next, we had Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin in a TLC match. Now, Corbin, obviously the story was they injured Braun. Um, he probably wasn't going to appear in this match. He obviously was going to appear. Um, the match starts with Corbin trying to get Braun counted out. Obviously, rah, Braun's music hits. He comes out. He says, I don't know what that noise was, by the way. It was me attempting to do a Braun Strowman. It failed miserably, but hey. Bad start to the show. I've had an awful Braun Strowman imitation. My mum's ringing me halfway through the show. Very unprofessional. <laughs> right, so yeah, so Braun, he appears. He says it's no DQ, um, so he can get people to help him in this match legally. So yeah, you know where this is going. Loads of smoke and mirrors. Obviously, this is due to the fact that Braun is injured. Um, so we had Apollo, we had Rude, we had Gable, we had Finn Balor. They come out there with chairs. They're going to help. Braun win this match, get his spot against Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble, get rid of Braun Corbin. So Braun, he says he's not having any of the match. He goes to walk out on the match as he's walking up the ramp. Whose music hits, as we said on a podcast previously, they should have just done Angle against Corbin. But Angle, he comes out, he helps Baron Corbin lose the match. Braun wins. Perfect storytelling, really. It made sense that Angle was the one who cost, well, helped cost, Baron Corbin, his job after he was the one who took Angle's job. So they all hit the finish on Corbin. He takes a coup de gras, he takes an Angle slam. Um, Braun stands over Corbin for the pin. He just basically puts his foot on him. Heath Slater turns on Baron Corbin as expected. One, two, three. Baron Corbin, I'm sure to the delight of many, is no longer your raw general manager. And we now have the main event at the Royal Rumble for the Universal title. Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. I don't really know where they're going to go with that because I can't see Lesnar losing the title this close to Mania as Braun isn't really a main event WrestleMania caliber worker. I think they're going to want Brock Lesnar to have the title. But can they really have Braun Strowman lose another main event match? He always seems to lose his title matches, doesn't he? I think he lost... What's he? He's already lost. He lost a... Was it... The Melbourne show, Crown Jewel, I can't remember now, I think it was the Melbourne show, he lost that, no, it was Crown Jewel, he lost at Crown Jewel, um, he cashed in his money in the bank at the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, that was a no contest, uh, he lost a title shot, I think at SummerSlam 2017, yeah, so it always seems to be that Braun Strowman somehow has his title shot and he never leaves with the title, and I, it, I think they're going to do it again, you know. Which it sort of how hot was Braun Strowman was the hottest character they had in the summer of 2017. 
And now, he gets a big part, but if I'm from a personal point of view, I could care less about him. It's just sort of passed for me that they should have struck that summer, but they were too busy concentrating on Roman that summer. They should have struck that summer, put the title on him when he was flipping ambulances and everything that summer, but they've waited and it's sort of passed the moment for me. Um, another thing, I don't... Obviously, they was all ganging up on Strowman. I thought it would have made sense to at least have Drew or Lashley, the two guys that have aligned themselves with Baron two weeks ago, and con- basically they ran the show for two weeks, come out and at least help him. Hopefully, they explain that, but I'm guessing they probably won't. But yeah, Drew was out here in two matches time, so there was no reason he couldn't have come out and tried to help Corbin, but no. So the main story is... Should have really mentioned this in the headlines at the start of the show. Baron Corbin is no longer your raw general manager. Vince McMahon is on raw tomorrow. He's going to probably confirm the new general manager. I don't know if they're gonna go. I think they're gonna to have to have a big name. Maybe maybe Angle. I don't know. I don't know. But they're gonna to have to do something big. He's here to shake things up again next week on Raw. And next week on Raw. Tomorrow night on Raw, so we'll see. Hopefully Vince gets booed. To show, do you know what I mean? Everyone on Twitter, they shit on Vince McMahon and Raw and everything. And whenever I'm at these Raws after WrestleMania, everyone around me, the bowing to him, the clapping. It's like, don't bow to him and clap him if you're then going to go on Twitter and completely shit on the guy. Do you know what I mean? If you disagree with how he's running his product, show him. Do you know what I mean? Don't come out and bow down to him because that's just going to feed his ego and tell him that he's doing the right thing even more. But... Anyway, ran over with that. Um, so, yeah, so this match, it wasn't really a match. I've given it one star. Yeah, it doesn't really need a star rating. It was a fine segment. Do you know what I mean? That's what it was. So, yeah, one star is a bit harsh. It was a fine segment to get rid of Corbin. Yeah, that was it. That was it. So, next we have... So, we've had three matches so far. And they've been... They've been... Nothing's really been great. So, next we have Natalia versus Ruby. And now I've put here the really trying to get rid of all the matches that nobody could care less about out of the way first which is risky at this point i thought it was risky because we do if you have back-to-back matches that aren't any of any good the crowd they get unsettled they get bored and this was another one really the riot squad they come out with that stupid table with a picture of jim the anvil Nightheart on natalia's dad do you know what i mean it's a bit we don't need to see that do we but hey they think they want to incorporate in the storyline um, so yeah, Liv Morgan took a brutal fall through the table. Natalia runs full pelt into her. She f- goes flying off the apron, smacks the back of her head through the table. Hopefully she's okay. I think she was, I've seen she's tweeted. Um, but yeah, after a previous concussion a few months ago at the hands of Brie Bella, not really what you wanted to see. Hopefully she's okay. Um, Logan goes through a table after that. Um, Natalia slaps Ruby. This is the best moment of the match for me. Not the best moment, but I just shook my head. So Natalia slaps Ruby, and it was a stiff slap, yeah. But right in front of the camera, she goes to Ruby, Are you okay? And looks worried on her face. Dear me. I don't mind, do you know what I mean? Breaking kayfabe by tweeting each other on Twitter. But on the middle of the damn pay-per-view, do you know what I mean? You've done the slap now. Whether she's okay or not, do you know what I mean? You don't need to ask her. That's the referee's job, not yours. Don't do it. It makes everything look even more fake than it already is. And Natalia, who's a veteran of 12 years, should know better than that. I was not happy by this at all. Do you know what I mean? It's stupid. Natalia should know better. The referee can go and ask if she's okay, and then you can ask if she's okay. 
But I suppose it, on the other hand, it does show Natalia's a nice person. But I'm not here to watch nice people. I'm here to watch great wrestling. And one wrestler breaking kayfabe to ask another right in front of the camera, are you okay, is not what I want to see. Anyway, rant over, because I, I do like Natalia, so I feel a bit bad saying that. But it's true. I'm here to give my opinion on the pay-per-view. That is true. Natalia should not be doing that. Anyway, after this, we have five minutes or so of nothing kills the crowd even more. Um, they spend it an eternity setting up this final table with it had a, Natalia brought out, had a picture of Ruby on. Natalia puts her dad's jacket on and she eventually power bombs Ruby through the table for the win. It was the right choice to have Natalia to win as she dedicated the match to her dad. But this match, it didn't need 15 minutes of pay-per-view time. And it got it. So... Don't really know what to say. It was, at least we had a happy ending. A, another happy ending on this show. So for this match, it, it was okay. I've gone two and a quarter stars to this match. It was okay, but it's not really something that should be on pay-per-view for me. This was a match you could have done on Raw. Hell, have it main event Raw. Do whatever you want, but not on pay-per-view. Do you know what I mean? It just, just killed the crowd even further. Right, next, Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. On paper, this match should have been great. It wasn't great. It was an alright match. It was decent. Um, I was hoping that it would be a great match, but it didn't turn out to be. They had 10 minutes of decent action. The crowd are absolutely dead as a doormat for this match. Um, the match sparks into life when Ziggler attacks McIntyre, which I thought was a bit strange, seeing Drew buried Ziggler on Raw. Um, the other week, uh, last Monday night, he beat him clean in the middle. He assaulted him after the match, destroyed him. But yeah, Ziggler's out. Attacks McIntyre. The chair ends up getting brought into the ring. Balor drop kicks Drew with the chair right in front of the referee. Now, to me, that's a disqualification. People are saying, oh, you've got to bring the chair in yourself. Bollocks. If you drop kick a chair into someone's face in a normal match, it's a disqualification. Do you know what I mean? But no, Balor... He gets up, hits the coup de corral, one, two, three, win over Drew McIntyre. The win doesn't help Balor that much because it wasn't a clean win. Do you know what I mean? Balor then gets attacked later on. So really the night didn't do much for Balor. Didn't do much for McIntyre because he got beat, looked like a goon. <sighs> I don't even know what to say. So later, so after the match, um, Balor's backstage has an interview. This is later on in the show, but we'll get to it now. Ziggler makes his 29th face heel turn. He's back as a heel, apparently. Well, he is. He attacks Balor. That's it. So, Ziggler has gone from heel to face, back to heel in the space of two weeks. He's the new big show. So, yeah, I didn't really enjoy this. It was it was an okay match. Something that would happen on the middle of the Raw. You'd forget about the next week. Gone two and three quarter stars for this match. Should have been better. It was just a waste of time on pay-per-view. Do you know what I mean? We've had, we've had the bar New Day's Usos. Which was alright, it could happen on SmackDown. Braun and Corbin, which was a Raw segment. Natalia and Ruby, which was a Raw match. Balor and McIntyre, which was a Raw match. We're about an hour and 20 minutes into the pay-per-view. And nothing's happened. I was on Twitter and people are saying, oh, it was good. It's been a really good show. No, it's not. It hadn't been a good show. It was your typical Raw show on pay-per-view. And I'm sat watching it at 2am in the morning. Next. Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton in a chairs match. I tweeted out, it's pretty amazing. These two are still having matches on pay-per-view as they was main event in pay-per-views in 2006. I think, no way, it didn't main event, but it was a number one contenders match on the road to WrestleMania 22. Yep, 22. Uh, 
But this match, it was a chairs match. A chairs match. Who wants to see a chairs match? Not me, not you, nobody. But yeah, we have a chairs match. Well, what the hell's a chairs match? Do you know what I mean? Just have it in an old DQing match. Or just don't have a match at all. Having so many matches, have we said, on the show is a terrible idea. My attention was going at this point. This was the moment I got out of my bed, into the fridge. I got a pint of Monster Energy and I drank that bastard as quickly as I could to give me some energy for the rest of this show. At this point, I'm thinking, what am I doing sat here? But the, to be fair, there was an awesome spot where Ray does his sliding splash under the bottom rope with a steel chair, lands on all, and that was a good spot. But then the match goes into 10 minutes of nothing, the pissing about with his chair. Crowd, once again, dead as a doormat. Uh, Mysterio, as we predicted on our prediction preview podcast, download it now at Podbean, at iTunes, the TLC preview show, as we predicted. Mysterio picks up the win with a fluke roll-up. Two and a half stars. At this point, I'm thinking, mm, what is going on here? We've had six matches. The crowd, people are like, oh, it's good, it's good on Twitter. They don't understand the WWE crowd. They cannot have, they've had the two pre-show matches, not as well. At this point, they've been sat there for three hours watching wrestling. Not very good wrestling. And you just knew that this would have come back to haunt them later on in the show and it does so yeah Mysterio Orton nothing match not much to talk about Orton two star Randy Orton do you know what I mean he never has a good match anymore if you're lucky hopefully he pulls his finger out and has a good match with AJ at Wrestlemania because I'm sure they're going in that direction (sighs) right next this is where the show it takes a turn for the better this is where the show picks up and goes from a below average show to a great show. Well, not a great show. It was a very good pay-per-view. Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. Rousey comes out. She looks like a damn superstar. She picks up the crowd. Do you know what I mean? She looks like a star. Finally a star on this show. Um, so, yeah, R- Rousey, she's really good in this match. Um, she does a great top rope crossbody to the outside, which was impressive. Um, we know she's legit, so I feel it adds a bit of a sense of reality to the match. Um, yeah, so I'd say it was a great match. The best thing on the show so far, they probably went, I'm guessing, just under 15 minutes. Um, the match is centred around Ronda trying to get the armbar on Nia. Um, she eventually she gets the armbar on Nia. Um, she kisses Nia's face, break a fist. And she submits Nia in the middle of the ring. This was a really good match. The crowd were into it. Ronda gets a lot of stick on Twitter, I see. There's a lot of haters about the reaction she got in LA at Survivor Series was ridiculous. But she's great. How she's so good. She's not even been wrestling for a year yet in the WWE. And she's having great matches on pay-per-view. Sami Zayn, he tweeted out that Ronda is really good. No shit, she's brilliant. She's the star the women's division needed. Obviously, we've got Becky and Charlotte and Oscar now. But a year ago, there wasn't, no one was really a star, so to say, really. Rousey is a star. She's what the, she was the injection of star power the WWE Women's Division needed as it was slowly starting to diminish. But Ronda Rousey is brilliant. She has a brilliant match. She gives Nia Jax the best match of her career, probably the best match Nia Jax will ever have because Nia Jax is god-awful. Oh, I feel a bit bad saying that. She's not god-awful, but she's... She's a one and three quarter star wrestler. <laughs> but yeah, so Ronda Rousey, 
taps Nia Jax out. What I did like is that Nia Jax taps within two seconds. There's none of this, oh, she's in the armbar, she's in it for a minute and taps out. But she's in the armbar, she taps out. Brilliant stuff. Gone three and three quarter stars for this match. It was, I feel a bit harsh, it was probably a four star match, but it was great. Ronda Rousey, she's brilliant. We was not the last of Ronda we see tonight. Uh, backstage, Nia Jax, she's looking dejected after a match. Becky comes up to her. She basically says, this is for breaking my face and assaults Nia. This was brilliant. Do you know what I mean? You want a baby face. Typical WWE baby face. It'd be backstage going, hey, Nia, let's forget about, let's forget about you breaking my face and shake hands or something. No, none of this. Becky, she's a badass. She beats Nia down backstage. Brilliant. And it also made you think that Nia was going to interfere in the main event, which doesn't happen. Right, so yeah, we had our first great match on the show. And next was a match. This match, if I'd have said to you a year ago that Daniel Bryan would be facing AJ Styles for the WWE Championship on pay-per-view, your mouth would be watering. They had great build to the match. Um, it wasn't really, it's not the most talked about match on the show, before, heading into it because of the women's TLC, but they had a great build. The new Daniel Bryan character is brilliant. Um, and they went out there. They, I'm honestly, right, you can shit on WWE all they want, but... All I wanted from this show was to let them go out, let them give Brian and AJ 30 minutes to just go out there and have a great match, and they did it. So thanks for that. They have a great match. They didn't have no stupid ending, which I thought they might do, which has happened a lot in AJ matches. No stupid ending. Brian wins with a roll-up, which is fine. That is a fine way to end a wrestling match. We've seen it before in classic wrestling matches. Um, the match, it starts nice and slow. They work their way into it. Um, AJ did the same things to Brian that Brian was doing in the build-up to the feud with the chop blocks to the back of the knee. So AJ's working on the knee. These two have great chemistry, by the way. But yeah, so Brian, he sells the leg lock from AJ later on in the match. Great. He reverses it into a label lock. Great to see they're not calling it the yes lock anymore as it just signifies this heel persona of Brian. Um... So yeah, the match ends, AJ, he hits the phenomenal four on the outside to Brian, he rolls Brian back into the ring, he tries to hit it again, but Brian dodges out of the way, AJ then rolls Brian up, but Brian rolls through, gets the 1-2-3 to retain the WWE Championship, with a roll-up victory, they can give us another match, hopefully they have the stadium match at the Royal Rumble in Phoenix, but yeah, this was a great, this was I think this was a classic match. This was probably the best wrestled match in WWE this year. Do you know what I mean? There's, I'd probably put up a case for it being the match of the year in WWE. Obviously, you had the a few of the you had the Becky Charlotte match at Evolution. You had I think Rollins Miz was a really good match at Extreme Rules. You obviously had the Grey Ronda Angle against Triple H Stephanie McMahon tag match at Mania. They're the four that come off the top of my head. I might be missing one if I am. Tweet me. Um, yeah, I think I think th this was the best wrestle match you'll see in WWE all year. It was great. It didn't have... This is what I liked about it, and I guess they did this for a reason. WWE matches, usually this is how a WWE match goes. It's 10-15 minutes of not a lot, followed by 5 minutes of kicking out of each other's finishes, and the crowd eating, eating it. They love stuff like that, but this wasn't that. It wasn't... Brian didn't kick out of AJ's finishing move, I don't think. AJ didn't kick out of Brian's finishing move. They have 25 minutes of great wrestling, followed by a nice clean finish. No finishes needed. Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. 
they're the two best workers in the company. Without a shadow of a doubt, you can say Seth Rollins, nope, no chance. Brian AJ, they are still the best two workers in this damn company. And they delivered a classic WWE Championship match. Might not be everyone's cup of tea now, because everyone is trained, as I say, to have these finisher spamming kick-out matches. But this was a great match. A great, great match. And Daniel, the new Daniel Bryan, is still your WWE champion. Now, for this match, I have gone four and a half stars. As I say, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. A lot of people are saying the women's TLC match was the match of the night, as we'll get into in a while. But, no. The best match on this show was Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Right. Uh, backstage, after this, we had a brief Ronda interview where she says she's looking for payback. So you know that one of her or Nia are getting involved in this title match. So, so yeah, so at this point I'm thinking, wow, the show's really picked up. We've had a really good Rousey Nia Jax match, a classic Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match. Just a quick one on the Bryan Styles match. I don't know if a lot of people agree with this. Do you remember the Bryan CM Punk match? I think it might have been over the limit or something like that. Might not have been that pay-per-view in 2012. They had a match similar to this, Brian and Punk, which was a classic as well. This match was a lot similar to that. Um, so, yeah, check that match out as well. Quick plug for that match. That was a great match. But, yeah, Brian AJ, great match. Now, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Where do I begin with this match? To start with, let's be kind to him. They had the toughest job in the world as they had to go out and have a straight-up wrestling match, no weapons match, it was a straight-up wrestling match, and try and follow up Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. So, yeah, I didn't really fancy the chances on this. And this is where the chickens came to roost, so you could say, this is why you killed the crowd earlier in the show. The crowd weren't even that hot for the Bryan-AJ match, to be fair, which was a damn classic, as we've said. But here they died a slow, painful death. Um, Ambrose, he gets heat on Rollins for 10 minutes. And I'm thinking, oh, the crowd, they're going to go. They're going to turn. They're going to turn. And they did. They did turn on this match. Um, so well, before we get into that, we'll get into Renee. Renee and what's he called? What's his name? I can't even remember his name now. I've gone blank when he had four hours sleep. Corey Graves. Renee and Corey Graves, they're bickering absolute tosh. On commentary about this, about that. Renee's defending Ambrose. Oh, I'm just thinking, what is going on here? And so they was really off-putting. It was hard to concentrate on the match with those two. Wittering on commentary. Cole's trying to sort it out. Um, the great spot they had in the match, which I did like, was um, they did the exact same spot where Rollins injured his knee in the house show match all those years ago in Ireland, which... Um, Obviously, Rollins got a serious injury with that. They did that spot, teased that Rollins' knee was in pieces again, which I thought made sense. Rollins obviously got a history of knee injuries. Um, the commentary was awful, though. But then we go back to Ambrose getting his heat, obviously, after Rollins supposedly injures his knee. And the crowd, during a Seth Rollins-Dean Ambrose match, are chanting, this is boring. Now, the match, it wasn't great. It was in a bad position on the show. It wasn't... It didn't deserve this is boring chance. Rollins and Ambrose are two really good workers. They don't deserve this treatment from the crowd. It's typical asshole WWE fans 
sorry, but I'm, I, do you know what I mean? You wouldn't get this in any other promotion. They wouldn't treat two of the best guys in the company like this. This is boring chance. Get a grip. Go away. Honestly, I went to San Jose for um, WrestleMania 31. It was just... Sorry if you're from San Jose. It was a strange place. Do you know what I mean? It was a... Uh, it was just a strange place, I thought. It wasn't like the other places in America I visited for Mania, like New Orleans and Orlando. This place, it was just a bit weird. I think Meltz is from there, actually. But, yeah, it was weird. I feel bad, because, obviously, so some some people from San Jose are probably all right, but it was a strange place, and the crowd was strange all night, to be honest. I don't think it helped by how the show was booked, but, yeah, to boo. They started booing Rollins. Now, I put a poll up on Twitter saying, do you think the treatment of Rollins will affect his match with Lesnar, well, his supposed match with Lesnar at WrestleMania, and it's a 50-50 split on that. People are saying, do you know what I mean? Is is are they still is Vince going to lose confidence in Rollins to have that match? Hopefully he doesn't, because Rollins is great. Do you know what I mean? He didn't deserve this treatment that they got, but I felt so sorry for them. But see, it wasn't a great match, but it didn't deserve this. It it was just a strange match, but anyway, so the crowd, they're chanting for Becky, the beer in the match, eventually Ambrose hits his dirty deeds, and he takes what seems like an eternity to cover Rollins, he hits his dirty deeds out of nowhere, this was like your Triple H Booker T match at Mania 19, where Triple H waited about 10 seconds to pin Booker, so Ambrose, he takes about 10 seconds, and he pins Rollins, and the crowd are in shock, they did not expect it to end like this, so yes, Dean Ambrose is your new Intercontinental Champion. It was a, it was it was an okay match, but the crowd didn't help. The commentary didn't help. It's probably about a three star match, but yeah, it was just strange. The crowd were awful. The commentary was awful. They didn't seem to connect with the match. I don't know what it was. I've gone two and three quarters on this match. I feel like. I'm being generous, it would have been easy to give it a one-star, two-star match, but I just felt sorry for him, I don't think they deserve this treatment, but hey, they got it, and I'll tell you one thing, we're going to get on to the main event next, but I was relieved that Becky was in this match, someone as over as Becky is, if this match, tell you what, if a Roman Reigns match from two years ago would have headlined this show and gone after this match, they would have crapped all over it, this crowd, but luckily Becky, the most overstar in the company, is in the main event, because the crowd were into it, it took them about 10 minutes to get going, but they were into it, so yeah, so we'll get into the main event, Becky versus Charlotte versus Oscar for the Smackdown Women's Championship inside, well not inside, but in a TLC match, this was the first ever women's main event of a pay-per-view that wasn't Evolution, yeah, but I feel like the commentators didn't really even mention it, do you know what I mean, I, it should have been mentioned at least three or four, maybe they mentioned it and I missed it, but it didn't feel like it was mentioned, really. I think Becky mentioned it on the pre-show. But, yeah, this was a great, great to see. The women, the women finally get to main event. Oh, no, they main evented Hell in the Cell, didn't they? So, yeah, so I apologise to the commentary. They main evented Hell in a Cell. So, this was the first ever women's match to main event a dual-branded pay-per-view. Got myself out of jail there, I think. Yeah, my mistake there. But, anyway, so, yeah, that's probably why the commentary didn't mention it, because I was wrong. Anyway, right, so... They had a great video package for this match. Um, the package was sensational. It had the Silent Night Christmas music in the background. It was brilliant. WWE, they used to, a couple of years ago, make great video packages. It sort of faded off a bit since then. But this it was a brilliant video package. 
really felt like a special match was coming, and it was a special match. Um, took the crowd 10 minutes or so to get into it, but it started going when we had Becky doing a brutal leg drop off the ladder onto Charlotte, putting her through the announce table. Um, they did that spot in the Evolution match, um, and Becky was saying on the podcast with Edge and Christian that the crowd went crazy for it, and she just wished she'd have gone a little bit higher. She did take that extra step on the ladder in this match and go a bit higher, and her ass landed right on Charlotte's chest, and her ribs chest there. It must have really hurt this spot. But yeah, great spot. This sort of hooked the crowd um, later on in the match. Um, we got a Bexploder through the table on the outside. This table was sat up sideways. Um, that was a great spot. Oscar with brutal kendo stick shots to Becky. We had Charlotte spearing Oscar through the barrier. A uh, Charlotte sent on Becky. Becky was on the table. Charlotte hit a sent on from the top row. Put Becky through the table. They then had a great five-minute exchange in the ring. So, yeah, great match. This was a real... Tales ladder matches. We've seen a lot in ladder matches. Like, sort of the Young Bucks ladder match from Ring of Honor the, the other night was great. But we've seen that many of them. They don't really... Unless there's something big on the line... A ladder match sort of struggles to grab my attention these days. But here, it was a huge match. It had great build. And this match had me hooked. It was a brilliant match. Um, Charlotte and Becky are climbing the ladder. When Ronda Rousey comes out, she pushes both Becky and Charlotte off the ladder. They land, I think, on the ropes. And this little Ronda storms off. So apparently it's not a heel turn, which it isn't. But she's going to get booed for this. You don't mess with Becky at the moment. If you don't want the crowd to boo you. Anyway, Oscar then creeps into the ring, climbs the ladder and wins her first SmackDown Live Women's Championship. I'm happy for Oscar. Would have preferred her to maybe win a match that was all about her. But hey, she's won the title. Um, it seemed like a lucky victory. But to be honest, this has been a crazy year for Oscar really. She wins the Royal Rumble. Then after that... They pretty much job her out for half of the year. Don't put her on the show. But sh the, sh the year ends for her with her winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. And this was great. Really great match. Great match to end the show. The show goes off air with Oscar holding the title high above with the other two. Charlotte and Becky looking despondent. I'm so interested where this will go. Um, will it go? Where are we going to go with this? Are we going to go with Becky and Nia? Ronda Charlotte at Mania? I think probably they're going to go with the triple threat. Ronda, Charlotte, Becky. I'd like to see Ronda versus Becky. And maybe Charlotte versus Oscar too. But I don't think they're going to do it. Uh, I just don't think... I've got a feeling they're not going to do this Ronda-Becky match. I think they're going to go with the triple threat match. Hopefully I'm wrong. I'd sooner see Ronda, Charlotte at Chase Field at the Royal Rumble. Ronda versus Becky at Mania, so for me what I'm hoping is Ronda versus Becky at Mania, Royal Rumble, give us Nia against um, Becky, Charlotte against Ronda, hopefully they go that way, maybe Vince will announce this on Raw tomorrow, that would be great, um, obviously it would take him to announce it as they're not on the same brands, but hopefully we get that, so yeah, I think not many people were annoyed about Becky losing the titles, I think they realise it's good to have her chasing, going into the Royal Rumble, Going into WrestleMania, have a chase the title. She's the most overstar on the show. She was great in this match. She's she's just. I think in a few years we'll probably look when she's probably cooled off a bit. Hopefully she's not, but in a few years she'll have cooled off. We'll look back at this spell as sensational. It has been the best thing to come out of WWE this year. It's been brilliant. Hopefully it continues. Hopefully she gets a main event match at WrestleMania. 
So this match, I've gone four and a quarter stars for this match. Great match. I'd say classic match. Do you know what I mean? We'll remember this match in years to come. The first ever women's TLC match. It wasn't the first ever women's main event of a show, like I wrongly said before. But it was a great match. Really glad they gave them the main event spot. And that was it. The pay-per-view is over. I've been sat there for five hours. It was off four, four o'clock in the morning over here. I was absolutely shattered. But yeah. So eventually the pay-per-view turned around. It turned out into a very good show. We had a lot of crap at the start of this show for me, but that turned with the Rousey Nia match. We had that very good match from them too. We had a classic Brian AJ match and a great women's TLC match. So to come out of a paper WWE pay-per-view and have had two great matches, one very good match, I'll settle for all the crap in between. Do you know what I mean? I've watched WWE pay-per-views where it's all been crap this year, but this was, I'd probably say, one of the better pay-per-views of the year. This and Survivor Series, the last two shows, they're on a bit of a roll with pay-per-views. They've been good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a really good show. Um, as I say, Brian and Becky, they're the two best things in WWE at the moment. So I think it helped. They were always going to have the two best matches. It helped with how over those two gimmicks are at the moment. But yeah, Raw tomorrow, that'll be interesting with Vince making his big announcement. Hopefully he announces that he's going into a retirement home. Can't see it. There's gonna. Ugh, I don't even want to predict what's going to happen. We'll wait and see for that on Raw tomorrow night. So, yeah, that's it. We've recapped the show. I'm exhausted. I've got to go to work in a minute. I'm absolutely shattered. I had four hours, five hours, four hours sleep. I've had about three coffees, but hey, tried to do the podcast for you. Let's go through the matches. Mix match challenge. Two stars. Truth and Carmella win. Bar Usos New Day. Three stars. Bar retain the titles. Braun Strowman defeats Baron Corbin to give Braun the match with Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. Baron Corbin no longer Raw GM. It just went for a star on that. Natalia Ruby. Natalia puts Ruby through the table, wins the match for her dad, two and a quarter stars. Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. Finn Balor wins thanks to interference from Dolph Ziggler, two and three quarter stars. Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton chairs match. Mysterio wins with a roll up, two and a half stars. Ronda Rousey, Nia Jax. Ronda taps Nia out clean in the middle. Three and three quarter stars. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Damn masterpiece, classic match. Daniel Bryan wins with a roll through. Roll up, four and a half stars. Go and watch the match, great match. Rollins, Ambrose, disaster. Two and three quarter stars. Women's TLC match. Oscar wins her first SmackDown Live Championship. Four and a quarter stars. Whew, let me take a breath. Great end to the show. Just just watch the last two hours of the show. It was great. Right. On to some of the polls on the wrestling newspaper Twitter page. So you've gone for the overall rating on the show. It was a two-tick show, which by your reckoning means it was a great show. 63% said two ticks. 33% said one tick. You're saying this was a great show. Wouldn't go that far. I thought it was really good. There was a lot of crap. I'd probably go one tick. I'd be with the 33%. But everyone enjoyed the show, which is good. It's good to see people enjoying a WWE show. Match of the night. 83% of you went with the women's TLC. It was a great match. 13% Brian AJ. I don't know what to say about that. Brian AJ was the best match on this show. Don't like disagreeing with people. But hey, it was the best match on this show. But... You WWE fans love 
your spot fest. <laughs> How many joking though? Women's TLC, you could justify both matches being match of the night. They was probably on the same level, really. Um, I personally go with Brian AJ as it was the best wrestle match on the show, but the women's TLC was great as well. So yeah, your predictions. Um, the predictions. Now you got the wrestling newspaper polls got eight out of twelve predictions correct. The ones that were wrong, you said the Usos were going to win. They didn't. You said Drew was going to win. They he didn't. You said Orton was going to win. He didn't. Becky was going to win. She didn't. Um. The biggest shock, according to this poll, was Drew losing, because 72% of you had Drew beating Finn Balor. I'm exhausted after reading all that out. Right, so say this has been our, basically, obviously we reviewed Survivor Series, but that was the pilot episode of the show. I've tried to review it as best as I can. These shows aren't going to be perfect reviews, because when I do them, it's the next morning. I've had four hours sleep. I'm shattered. Stayed up to watch Final Battle on Friday night, so I'm still tired from that, to be honest. Um, But yeah, it was a great weekend of wrestling, weren't it, really? Final Battle was great. We had some good New Japan stuff. We had that classic Tanahashi Osprey against Omega and Ibushi match. So yeah, TLC was really good. We've had some great matches this weekend, haven't we? It was probably the best wrestling weekend of the year, aside from maybe Mania weekend, but maybe even better than that. Some great matches this weekend. Really great stuff. Now, update. I'm going to be reviewing Final Battle on the wrestling newspaper edition from this week on Friday, so you'll get your Final Battle reviewing that. We'll be talking about the New Japan shows from over the weekend as well. Didn't want to shove too much content into this show. It was just basically a TLC review. I hope you've enjoyed the show. So that's it. The WWE pay-per-views for 2018 are out. We had a classic Brian AJ match, a great women's TLC match. Let's see where this goes. Raw tonight. Vince is on the show. I'm sure it's going to be interesting. We'll see. That is it. Your wrestling newspaper TLC review is over. I'm off to have my fourth coffee of the morning. I'm off to do a bit of work. I hope you enjoyed the show. TLC, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. Get on our pod beam, download our shows, follow us on Twitter at Wrestle Newspaper. You've been great. I'm Daniel. The Wrestling Newspaper TLC Review of 2018 is done, and we will be back on Friday with the Wrestling Newspaper. Pick it up, download it on Friday. See you later.